From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Our scene is set today. We are in the historic First Presbyterian Church in Salt Lake City. A 15-piece Baroque orchestra is right here on the podium. A wonderful audience on the main floor as well as in the balcony. Best of all, the Vivaldi Virtuosi with conductor Gerald Elias are here. It's a cold, rainy night outside, but very warm and beautiful candlelight here. Long ago, many years when this Vivaldi by candlelight first started. Marisa Bravanel, the famous Utah symphony conductor, was invited and came to attend that very concert, sitting front and center in the very front row, making everybody quite nervous, but perhaps upping the musical quality of that particular evening. This was a concert that's become a tradition, originally inspired by Mary Kay Lazarus, who was in Paris and thought of a memorable concert she had attended in the 13th century Saint-Chapelle, where a chamber orchestra played Vivaldi by candlelight. Actually, the fire marshal makes us use electronic candles, but I feel like the mood is just about the same. This is an annual benefit concert for the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy as an organization promoting respect and global understanding between the people of Utah and other nations since 1967. UCCD is an independent, nonpartisan, nonprofit organization. We will hear, yes, much Vivaldi this evening, and in addition to that, several other composers, including Castrucci, and the piece we will begin with right now from the Baroque era by Alessandro Scarlatti, a symphonia.
Symphonia Tola Caduta de, de Cemviri by Alessandro Scarlatti, performed here by the Vivaldi Virtuosi. Each year, UCCD welcomes nearly 500 leaders from around the world to Utah for professional and cultural exchanges, just a few of the countries that have been welcomed this year alone from the Czech Republic, Lebanon, Morocco, Pakistan, Serbia, Taiwan, Tunisia, Estonia, Indonesia, Iraq, the Republic of Georgia, and Ukraine. We're speaking with we're speaking with an extraordinary volunteer. I have to call you that. This is Delena Tonks. Thank you for coming and, Thank you for and sharing me. with us. You got involved in this and you have stayed involved. This must really have made a connection for you. You know, it really did. We had an opportunity this summer to host an Iraqi student for two weeks, and it was gratifying to see the exchange of cultural ideas and understanding uh, between my daughter and Qadir, who stayed with us. And while they learn a lot, I think, what, like you're saying, I, it's a two-way street. It absolutely is. Khadir taught my daughter how to pin a hijab and how to eat halal, and my daughters were able to teach her about American art and leadership and cuisine and sports, and they had, a, they had just a wonderful time together. It was beautiful to see Iraq through her eyes and then teach her what America looked like through ours. I think it's beautiful that it's in a home, that these exchanges happen around the, the, the dinner table, the meal table, and in, in that home environment. And I think any organization that is centered around good food, good people, and then tonight we're adding good music. This sounds like a winning combination. You know, I couldn't agree more. We had an experience that it's just a snapshot suspended in time for us. I, we hosted several foreign visitors this summer, and uh, sitting around the table, I listened to my son talking programming and coding with Thomas from China, while my daughter talked about international relations with Nicholas from Lebanon. And my other daughter and my husband were listening to African wedding traditions from Uganda and Zimbabwe, <laughs> Uh, from Q and Richard, and just bringing everybody together to sit around the table is a wonderful experience. It's not feasible for our family of six to travel the world, but through our involvement with Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy, it sure is great to invite the world in to have a seat at our table one meal at a time. Well, thank you for what you do personally and what you do for UCCD. Thank you very much, Delena. Delena talks. And here's a quote from Yunus Yazin, who was a visitor from Malaysia, said it was nice to actually meet ordinary people instead of learning about a country from the media, which I think does not do the people of America justice. <laughs> Beautiful music now. Again, from the Vivaldi Virtuosi, this time Antonio Vivaldi Sinfonia to Ottone in Villa.
Symphonia to Atone in Villa by Antonio Vivaldi. In 34 years, there have only been three conductors of Vivaldi by Candlelight. I think this must be an organization that the directors love to be associated with. First, Rick Lenobis, the founding music director, Utah Symphony violinist Barbara Scowcroft, and now Gerald Elias. Jerry, nice to talk to you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here. A lot of people think Baroque music is so tidy and so neat, and that's pretty much what there is to it. But I have the feeling you think there is more to it than just that. Yeah, I think we really need to take the gloves off when we play Baroque music. Um, I think one reason is that 
we think of most music as being written for posterity, but in those days, music was really written for the next day, and that was it. So composers really didn't write a lot of indications about what they wanted the musicians to do, primarily because there wasn't enough time to, to do that, and also because the composers were often the conductors as well, so they would just tell the musicians. And as a result, we have sort of bare music there, and we have to figure out what it's all about. And when you think about some of the operas that were written, uh, for example, the ones we're playing tonight, um, they have to do with uh, murder and lust and betrayal and intrigue, you know, all the good stuff. All those neat and so, tiny subjects. Right. So, I mean, so we have to kind of uh, extrapolate from that what the, the character of the music is. Well, you talked about the, the bare bones, and this piece we're about to hear from Castrucci actually until very recently only existed in hand copy. Is that not uh, true? As, as far as I know, it's only in the handwritten manuscript from the 18th century. And um, when I found the piece, you know, I, I saw that it was a terrific piece of music, but it wasn't really legible for performance <laughs> purposes, yeah. So I had to uh, copy everything out on my my composer software on my computer, and uh, we just had got the parts uh, yesterday, actually, on their stands for this, so. That's also part of the, the tradition, right? The day before. Exactly, yes, <laughs> yes, long tradition. It's nice to know musicians have not changed right. over time. Let me ask you about uh, using music from Vivaldi, even though it, it's others from that era as well, but lots of Vivaldi, and you'll never run out. No, no, it's extraordinary how much music he wrote. It, I would bet that if someone sat down and just tried to copy the music he wrote, you couldn't do it in a lifetime. It, it's just unbelievable. I mean, the hundreds of just violin concertos alone, and then, you know, total of thousands of concertos and symphonias and dozens of operas he wrote and liturgical music. It's, it's astounding. And it, it's also amazing considering the speed at which he wrote how much of it was really first-rate, great music. Gerald Elias is the music director and conductor of Vivaldi by Candlelight, this annual benefit concert for the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy. Thank you, Jerry. Now we'll hear that piece by Pietro Castrucci. We'll see what a group can do with it in a day or so. Concerto Grosso, Opus 3, Number 9, in G minor. Thank you. 
Vivaldi by Candlelight. We've just heard beautiful music performed by the Vivaldi Virtuosi, the Concerto Grosso, Opus 3, Number 9 in G minor, music by Pietro Castrucci. There have been patrons who have been coming to every single Vivaldi by Candlelight concert for the last quarter century or so. And just by show of hands, who, who has been here multiple years already? Many hands. That's wonderful to have a tradition like this going. Bonnie Terry is the concertmaster of the Vivaldi Virtuosi. She's associate concertmaster of the San Antonio Symphony, has been for many years. And in the summers, she works with the Grant Park Orchestra in Chicago. Bonnie, thank you so much. Thank you. We got to hear some of your beautiful solo work just a moment ago in that particular concerto. When you get a piece of Baroque music, what is the challenge that's different from, for instance, you have a Tchaikovsky, something from, from the Romantic era? That's a good question. Um, I would say that Baroque music is in a way similar to Mozart and Haydn in that in its simplicity, um, it's that much more pristine and so the basics have to be that much more precise and you know everything from the intonation to your sound, exactly what bow stroke you're doing is, is going to be a lot more apparent than maybe there's more room to wiggle, let's say, in, in romantic music. When the vibrato's so, going. Yeah, <laughs> you get the vibrato, you have big crazy bow strokes and whipping all over the place and you know, I mean, not, th not to say that you can't put all kinds of crazy energy into this too, but it's a different kind and there's the simplicity there, I think, that it's, yeah. Now, earlier you studied with Gerald Elias. Yes, I did. As a teacher, so I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering two things. One, does he ever pick devilishly difficult things because he knows you're coming and you can play them? <laughs> I think you need to ask him that. <laughs> but the other thing is, I, a lot of very accomplished instrumentalists, even though you're teaching, you're doing workshops, you're playing professionally in, in high top flight organizations, still when you go back where your coach is, you stop in. Yes. And you play and you talk. Absolutely. Why, why does someone at that level still check in with their teacher, their coach? Oh, for one, we're always learning. We're never, <laughs> there's just, the more you know, the more there is to know, the more mm. you realize you have to learn. And somebody like Jerry, for instance, who's been, he's, he's played in some of the greatest orchestras around, worked with some of the most amazing conductors. Um, he, he, I, would, I would always want to know what he has to say about something that I'm, that I maybe been playing for years. You know, you can bring it back and play for him and he's gonna have a fresh pair of ears. He's gonna be able to tell you, hey, you know, there's this and this that needs to happen. And he'll be honest, he'll let you know. <laughs> That's the voice <laughs> of experience there. Thank you, Bonnie Terry, concertmaster of the Vivaldi Virtuosi. So good to talk with you today. You We're going to be hearing a piece by William Boyce now performed by the Vivaldi Virtuosi, his symphony number no. one in B flat major.
This performance is coming to you live from the historic First Presbyterian Church in Salt Lake City. We're so grateful to the conductor, Gerald Elias. We'd love to mention the Vivaldi Virtuosi by name, each of these excellent players. First violin, Bonnie Terry, the concertmaster, Hasse Borup, Jacob Hofer, Krista Utria. Second violinist, Kasia Sokol, Amanda Kofed, Leslie Henry, Dallin Hansen. Violas, Leslie Richards, John England, Joel Rosenberg, cellist Mika Kwan Di Lorenzo, Noriko Kishi, and bass Corbin Johnston, harpsichord Pamela Palmer Jones. The stage manager this evening, Goto Delgado, and we're so grateful to Pastor Mike and the staff and volunteers here at the First Presbyterian Church. This annual benefit concert for the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy. It is an event benefiting this organization which promotes respect and global understanding between the people of Utah and other nations since 1967. UCCD is an independent, nonpartisan, nonprofit organization, and you can learn more about how to get involved and find information about their latest events at utahdiplomacy.org. If you're listening at home or just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the first part, hear the whole thing again, or share it. It's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also, follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah, our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our film producer is Abby Vance. The show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>